welcome to It's Good Sometimes, a mini podcast for busy people who feed kids. We're your hosts, Laren and Tammy, registered dietitians, co-founders of On Solid Ground Nutrition, and parents. As always, this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only, and does not replace advice from your primary health care provider or any specialist you are working with. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Run, run round two of this. <laughs> in the forest we went all the way home and then decided that the first take was not exactly what i wanted so now we're back for take two in the forest back in the forest we just saw an eagle yeah which like i feel like yeah sky's blue my sister the eagle is here um okay so this week we are actually kind of well gonna start really we're Mm. we're post intros we're into our first question so back when we were first starting to record this in July, um, Laren had reached out to people she knows to see if anybody had questions. Laren has told everyone that we're doing this, so, (laughs) and is asking for feedback. I've told no one, so if you're hearing this for the first time and you know me, surprise. Um, But anyways, she got some really good questions back from people. So we're going to go through one of them today, and I'm going to ask the question and kind of uh, let Laren... Do my best. Feel the answer. <laughs> to answer. Yeah. Um, I think we've mentioned that, you know, this isn't about perfection. Please feel free to um, comment on anything you hear. Uh, we'll we'll kind of drive that point home at the end. but Or send in a question. Or send in a question. Yeah, feeding question. Yeah. 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 We have a couple. We have some ideas for what we want to talk about too. But um, if you want to be a guest, mm-hmm. you know, we take all, all sorts of guests, whether mm-hmm. you are a parent who just wants to hang out and chat about stuff or... <laughs> you are an expert in your field and want to comment on something um yeah drop us a line so Laren, yes okay so here's the question my 12 month old used to eat a variety of foods and is now only eating bread and cheese she is also dropping most of the food on the floor that we serve on her tray is there anything we can do to help her eat more variety so I, th- these are all really good questions. I mm-hmm. think there, are th- I think there are three <laughs> full There's questions. There's quite a few in here. Yeah, yeah. And so we're gonna we're gonna probably address all of them, but each one could probably be an entire episode. A full episode, for yeah, sure. yeah. But anyway, so you're kind of in this stage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the younger kids, and also perhaps a little closer to the more limited food selection. Yeah. So tell us how this kind of thing has shown up for you. Yeah, so my first child, she was pretty adventurous with trying new foods, definitely in that first kind of 18 months of her life, or six six months to 18 months, and she was pretty open and would try after, sometimes not right away, but definitely within a couple introductions, she would be happy to try something and have it. Um, and then around... 18 months or pretty close to when my second child was born the variety really started to stall and actually regress she went from enjoying a lot of different fruits and vegetables and grains and different cheeses to a lot of bread and cheese and actually over the course of a couple weeks she really used to love um, pasta with tomato sauce it was one of her go-to's and and squash actually and both those just kind of dwindled it was like she was happy with the tomato sauce and pasta and then it was like no she wouldn't touch it so then she went down to pasta sometimes with cheese and sometimes plain or sometimes with butter um so yeah I think it um I think it's worth acknowledging that 
as a first time parent, it was kind of frustrating because I actually just got to the point where I didn't know what to feed her that she would eat. So I felt like I was kind of jumping through hoops. Um, and, and what I started to do was kind of just offer less and less because I wanted to make sure there was enough of the foods that she wanted on her plate to make sure that she actually had food. Yeah. That like she a liked. bit powerless too. Hey? Yeah. So, and then my second has never really been as adventurous. I kind of like I say that she kind of follows in her daddy's footsteps because my partner was a very selective eater when he was younger and um, my second just is never she's very clear about her boundaries <laughs> and most things it's a no so she hasn't had the same kind of tapering of variety she's had less overall she just started with more does she have like overall is she more limited in general yeah like, she tends she just isn't just, she's not as interested change yeah she hasn't changed as much I would say yeah. she's about the same yeah but definitely with the first there was a pretty significant change hmm. yeah. and is there different levels in I'm going off off <laughs> we had some questions planned now I'm just going off book um different levels in how you're feeling about that like the if first they end the second kind of like if they end up at the same place fairly limited in their food selection do you feel differently about sort of an initially adventurous tapering off to more limited versus like just somebody who would always presented as being fairly limited? Um, I think because the first, obviously the experience with the first was a little more dramatic. Um, kind of any feelings I had around that change, I got to work through with the first one. So I think my expectations, <laughs> there's another mosquito on me that Tammy is wanting to sorry. kill. I can sorry, tell sorry. by her face. I think that, um, yeah, the, the, my expectations had changed by the time I had the second, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't as invested probably in the same way as I was with the first. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. And so I'm going to, I'm going to actually take these in their three unique parts. Okay. So this first one, my 12 month old used to eat a variety of foods and is now only eating bread and cheese. So what I would be curious about, so like, like how do you... I mean, you touched on how it kind of felt for you. How do you kind of, how can this show up for other parents? Like, what do you hear from people? Or how can this feel when this this limiting happens? I think it's good to know that this is, for a lot of kids, it's developmentally appropriate. It is a stage that they actually go through. So I think we can just um, let parents know that and to take some of the pressure off parents. It's not necessarily mm, yeah. something that you've done, that this change occurs for a lot of children. Um, definitely in that kind of toddler stage so um, 12 or 18 months to probably probably close to five really and even then it really depends on the child and beyond beyond. so I think I think there's a range but there is always differences among children right Um, and it also depends on what's happening at mealtime so first off this is normal or developmentally appropriate and also I think I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> so how it, how it shows up and how it yeah feel, how it shows right? up. So I think for I can tell you what I did with the first child. I really kind of I felt frustrated, and then I kind of started to really scale back what I was offering, which I wouldn't recommend. So I knew that she liked bananas, and bananas were were like something she would definitely eat. So I would always offer bananas maybe every second day, and I knew that she liked cheese and bread. But what I started doing is removing those foods that I knew she didn't like. And kind of the education that I've had since, really you should try to still kind of expose them to those foods. And not in a pressure-filled way, 
in a if you can in a really neutral way so just putting it on their plate to give them some of that exposure it's absolutely okay if they don't want it um we kind of follow this uh, framework this ellen from ellen satter where the parent is in charge of what when and where and the child is in charge of if and how much so just kind of giving them that um that choice but still exposing them yeah yeah okay um I want can you okay this is what something I want to say too because I think sometimes we hear this like they're only eating these two foods yeah right and and I think I've even I've maybe not heard that exact phrase from you but like when you kind of go down a panic spiral (laughs) like they're not eating a lot of variety or this is what they're having and then we kind of have a chat and we're like let's actually really think about all the foods they're having so I think yeah I think it's really important to acknowledge that it might feel like that in the moment but that may not always be true Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I was necessarily <laughs> looking for that to turn. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I yeah, think that. Happens. But it's true, actually. Like that is actually what has happened. Is is it's like they're all eating this, and and my point in is, your more settled moments, yeah. when you really break it down, is it that, or is it that they're mostly eating that or eating that at every meal or whatever? So like, yeah. also, yeah. And I think for me, that was helpful to have that laid out only because I mean legit maybe this kid is only eating bread and cheese like I have no idea but for me it was helpful to be like well I mean when I really (laughs) look at it and when I really have to tell you what what is being eaten it's more than you think it was more than I thought and that's coming from a place of fear which which we all go to right because we genuinely want the best for our children so that just it's a reaction but then it's important to kind of drill that down and really unpack that yeah okay and so um so the thinking about the second part, the dropping food on the floor. Um, in a pre-verbal child, right, twelve mm-hmm. months. In a pre-verbal child, what do you think might be happening? Like in terms of if we look at it as like this is possibly a method of communication, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's a couple things that could be happening. They could just be trying it out to see what happens, right? I'm going to drop. Oh, yeah, because that's super fun. <laughs> drop, <laughs> drop a piece thing. of food on the floor. and <laughs> What just... does the adult do? Yeah. So they could just be wanting to see what happens. Um, or they could be really overwhelmed. So this can happen a lot where um, if there's too much on their plate, the um, amounts of food on their plate can just overwhelm them and then they drop some of it. So if you notice that, my first thing would probably be to put less on their plate and then just see what they do. Like less amount. Less amount. Of each food. Yeah. Right. So if you're doing whatever you're doing, a piece of like bread, then maybe give one strip of bread or two strips of bread instead of four, right? And then if they want more, you can if always they indicate add that they want more. Yeah. So yeah. if you're if they eat the bread and there's none left, then add another strip, like refill it as they go along. Mm-hmm. So that would be. That would be my first feeling is that they might be overwhelmed. Um, and then depending on where you are in the meal, if it's further along and you've been e- they've been eating for a while, they could actually just be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I think then you can say, oh, like you're dropping food on the floor. When you drop food on the floor, that lets me know you're done. Thank you. And kind of maybe um, give them one more opportunity to, if they drop again, then remove the food and let them know, okay, we're all done. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this last question. So let's say this parent is like, okay, no problem. Like we're going to offer bread and cheese a whole bunch of times, but also kind of 
and I guess you spoke to this a little bit about exposures, but can you maybe just speak more about how to support the expansion of variety, like sort of through early childhood, right? Yeah. So at this age, as I said, you do not want to do what I did with my first child. You still want to always expose them, but in a really neutral way. So um, you want to remove kind of any pressure if you've noticed that they stop liking tomato sauce. Um, You want to remove any pressure and just offer it. So maybe offer the pasta alongside the tomato sauce. So maybe the tomato sauce could be a dip or offer some... Or finger paint. Or finger paint, yes. Um, Which is an important, actually, point that you bring up, is Mm -hmm. that even touching food is is exposure to food, right? And we're going to do a whole episode on food exposures and what that actually means. But really, any type of play at the at mealtime is still exposing them to the food so it's okay if they've kind of reduced their variety but they're still touching the food that's great exposure Mm -hmm. so you still want to make sure that you're offering those things regularly um, and hopefully as they get a little bit older kind of at this age you can kind of start um, having it be really similar to what you're having at mealtime right because that's a cue for children too to see what you're having if it's the same as what they're having um, and kind of modeling that behavior Um, and yeah, I would just say if it can be pressure free. So when I talk about pressure, really, um, I think the best way to describe pressure is kind of anything you're doing at mealtime to manipulate the outcome. So to change the outcome, if you want them to eat more or less. So if you can just present food in a way that just allows it to be there and they get to decide that will over time, um, possibly allow them to, to maybe try new things kind of as they get a little bit older sounds like someone's opening a door (laughs) it's a tree the trees are yeah they're like hugging Hmm. um yeah so anything else no sorry i got distracted (laughs) by like tree communication (laughs) that's a whole road i could go down but um no i think that i mean those again like these three things like i have many questions that i could ask and each one of them would take us down like a whole other road. road yeah but i think this is you know we're blasting through these really quickly for the sake of keeping this a mini podcast Mm -hmm. if you have remarks if you have thoughts if you have different experiences around this if you want to come on and have a chat with us if you just like what we have to say you can yeah (laughs) Yeah. please feel free to just offer feedback that's fine um without doing work but um but yeah if you have any any plots just feel free to share um we are on instagram at on solid ground nutrition mm, that's not our instagram <laughs> our instagram is i'm so close at osg nutrition okay and our website is www.osgnutrition.ca laren's entirely in charge of all of the yes. marketing stuff you'll find us somewhere you'll find us somewhere yeah um we're vaguely in Vancouver. You could just probably we always wear purple together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.